Enterprises in downtown Monmouth. In the studio with me this morning from the Monmouth Fire Department, we have Chief Casey Rexrope. Good morning, Chief. Good morning, Vanessa. Also with us, Captain Craig Kozak. Good morning, Captain. Good morning. So it is hot and it is humid and a heat advisory. So what are some of the, the thoughts that you have this morning, Chief? You want to make sure people know if they're going to be burning. If they're going to be burning outside, we just want to make sure. You know, it's, it's even though we had that good rain yesterday, it's still pretty dry outside. And, uh, you know, we've seen a lot of fires uh, start in somebody's yard when they're burning brush or things like that uh, spread to their house pretty quickly. And so we just want to make sure that everybody's being careful. Stay with the fire uh, if you're burning outside. Stay within ordinance hours, which are noon to 8 p.m., uh, Monday through Saturday. And uh, just to, you know, be, care- be very careful with it because it can spread very easily in this dry weather and uh, catch somebody's home on fire, which is could be a really bad thing. So Right. Okay. Anything else you want folks to be aware of, Captain, uh, in this heat? Well, uh, obviously, uh, if you're doing any work outside, which I wouldn't advise it because I wouldn't want to work in this heat, but if you have to, um, stay hydrated. That's a big part of it. Uh, prehydrate. That's a big fire thing. We always say prehydrate. Drink a lot, even if you're really not that thirsty. Um, obviously, water is the best thing for you. Uh, Gatorade and stuff like that's fine, but water is the best thing. And and just make sure you stay on top. If you start getting hot, get find some shade, get inside. Those kind of things. Um, it's very common for us to get calls of people that are. They just had actually had one before I got off out in the county for somebody that was dehydrated. So I mean, it doesn't take much to sweat that out and just recognize the symptoms that you would have for heat exhaustion or, or heat stroke things like that. Um, you know, obviously. If you're hydrated, you can you can still experience those things in, in this extreme heat because, you know, it doesn't take much, especially if you're in the sun or whatever when it's almost 100 degrees out. So just common sense, really. Yep. Take care of yourself. Check on uh, your elderly because sometimes they don't uh, have uh, central air. Uh, you know, that that's very important to check on your neighbors and your elderly and take care of your pets. Absolutely. If they're outdoors. Yeah, it's, and it, the heat affects every everybody basically that way. And, and definitely the elderly, they, they suffer more. They, they, they're not as able to handle the heat as, as people who are younger. So um, check on them. And then at, at the end of the day, it's, you know, like you said, a lot of everybody has, the, has air conditioning. And that's a huge part of it. If you don't have that, it's – I grew up without it. I wasn't a fan. So, you know, <laughs> I don't want anybody to have to go through that. So, uh yeah. Well, and they're letting school out uh, for, you know, heat. Yeah. Uh, they're dismissing early, so trying to, to be, con- you know, conscientious of, of our heat. Of course, it always happens like this. Mm-hmm. Right when we head into the Labor Day, you know, time frame, uh, this late August, and, and we get into school, it always seems like it gets hot. I was just thinking it was nice and cool a week ago, and we start school, and then it's like, let's get up to 100 now, so... Yeah. Should be used to it by now, I guess, but... And the buildings are, you know, of course, I feel horrible for the students and teachers, because it's, you know, it's like... There's no air movement in there at all, so I totally understand why they get out of there. So Right. Okay, Captain, we also wanted to talk about schools back. Yesterday, the Monmouth College freshman walkout. So students are back on campus, and that typically means you guys uh, are a bit busier. Yeah. We uh, actually, with the freshman walkout, we uh, did something we hadn't done before. We gave out water. Um, and it was funny. We staged over by uh, Save-A-Lot, and we were like, well, that looks like a good spot. We kind of talked to Chief Schweitzer about where we should be, and... and uh, so apparently that was the perfect spot because it was a hydration station. Right. I never, you would think we were giving the students gold when they were going by there. They were so happy to get the water. It was crazy. But so that was a, a big success. And it looks like they've got a, a great, uh, good sized freshman class. So yeah. that's, that's good. Um, but yeah, in regard to the, to responding, I mean, obviously in the summertime, it, it, it dwindles quite a bit. There's a few people there. So we don't go there for alarms a lot. But uh, um, yeah, uh, in the fall, there's a learning curve, I always say. I, I, you know, we have them throughout the year, but the fall there's a learning curve with, with students coming back in. So, I mean, things like, you know, cooking popcorn, stuff like that in the microwave. 
common tendency is. I think either these these students haven't been taught the right way to cook popcorn or the you know the microwaveable macaroni and cheese things like that um, we had ones before that put them in there without water in it you know a common sense thing to us but and then they leave them unattended so they'll set it on you know five minutes and be like oh i gotta go over to the next room or whatever and then the next thing you know the bag of popcorn's on fire so we have a lot of alarms there and and basically you know just kind of explain to the general public doesn't know we if it's a fire alarm we'll have two apparatus generally it's a ladder truck from the north station and an engine from the south station um will respond to whatever the area is of the, of the alarm and inside each of the buildings they have alarm systems and then sprinkler systems and almost all if if not all the buildings um we'll go inside the chief officer will we'll see on the alarm panel what room it's in security will be there as well uh we'll get a reading so it's like 212 and mcmichael hall or whatever so we'll we'll know where that room is and then we'll send a crew up to go investigate and 99.9 percent of the time it's either a problem with cooking like we said with some sort of smoke uh sometimes body sprays things like that will set the they'll read it as smoke um, and then also another thing that you might run into is, uh, they have bad detector heads sometimes. So you get a bad detector head and when they have that problem, it, it rings in as an alarm the same way as it would if there was a problem. So then when, when, when they, uh, when we get that, that in the room, we'll check it out and we're like, well, we can't find a problem, but it is the head. So, but generally as a rule, like I said, I, you know, one thing we want to to tell everyone, and, and I know, I don't know how many students are listening to me right now, but I'm, I got a huge fan base out there. I know with the students, <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh, you know, the same as any alarm you would have anywhere is that you want, you want people to get out of the building. And, and the problem is, is when you have alarms after alarms, after alarms at two in the morning or whenever people get really complacent, but it's that one time that they don't get out. And, and, you know, we've had people, students there, you know, because they don't know, but they'll say, well, this is a, you know, a brick building, you know, I mean, it's not going to burn down. It's like, well, that isn't also true, but what kills people is the smoke more than, and of course, everything in there is petroleum based or those kind of things. So a couch catches on fire, the smoke is highly toxic and then of course they don't realize how they're gonna lose their visibility and things like that very quickly become disoriented and uh, you know that's what kills most people and it doesn't take long so you know we just we just advise everybody to get out of the buildings and you know we'll come in and investigate it we'll get them back in there as quickly as possible as soon as we figure out that it's a you know a, a, a just something simple that we can you know either get the smoke out of the building with using our fans and things like that or or just resetting the system they can they can come right back in we, we try to work diligently with security to to get them back in and then uh, medical calls, we respond to medical calls also, like we talked about before, with the ambulance. And then there'll just be a single engine company out of the North Station. We'll go to that. And, and like we were there at 141 this morning. So, um, And we just kind of respond the same way. Generally, somebody will meet us outside, and they'll take us to wherever we need to go. So, Okay. Thanks for that update. Yeah. And uh, college is certainly lucky to, to have our fire department here in uh, Monmouth and have our systems in place. Yeah, it's a, it's a big change, you know, when they come back in because it's, it, our population grows you know, it really does immensely overnight, basically. So, I mean, yeah. and the call volume goes up because of it. You know, the systems they have now are, I think, a lot better than, what you know, maybe 15 years ago because we were responding a lot more. But but uh, they're, they're, they're better at reading what's going on so they don't go off every single time there's something. But at the same time, it's like, you know, it, it is a change overnight because we're like, oh, you know, it's, it's August, September. We're going to start running the calls out there. Mm-hmm. So, Okay. 
Chief Rex Road, what else uh, do you want to talk about this morning? You've got a brand new ladder truck on the way. Yeah, it's uh, in the in the works right now. We've uh, like a council approved the purchase of the uh, ladder truck at the last count. I'm sorry, two council meetings ago, and uh, here recently we've uh, been working with the company to uh, have this truck delivered to us. It's a um, actually a truck that was. Um, they call it a, de- a demo truck. It's a demonstration truck. It's when they took around to other fire departments to show them uh, what kind of what uh, they have to offer and things like that. And then, you know, after they kind of use it for like that for a little while, they, they sell it <clears throat> to departments who need it. And so um, it is a very nice uh, truck. It's got a 107-foot uh, ladder on it. And, uh, you know, it's a, we call it a quint. That means it's able it has a aerial ladder, has a pump, a uh, water tank, hoses, and uh, uh ground ladders and so um it is a multi-purpose truck um and it is replacing a truck that's well over 20 years old and so and we've had a lot of problems with and so uh, we're going to get a lot of use out of it and um it's going to be around for a long long time and good uh, we're, we're really happy to have that and how much money is a new fire truck cost? Uh, well, it depends on what kind of truck, you know, you're buying, just like a car would be. Um, you know, there's all different ranges. And, um, you know, we have ladder trucks, engines, and uh, brush trucks and things like that. Uh, engines are generally right now, I guess, around $500,000 um, just in that ballpark. And uh, the ladder trucks that we're talking about are closer to a million dollars. Yeah, and that's so what I figured. They, yeah, they're, they're pretty expensive. Um, but, you know, you keep them for 15 or 20 years at least. And so. Sure for our department anyway. Did you guys ever decide what you're going to do with uh, the other truck? I, I think that we're going to um, take that out of emergency service or sell mm-hmm. it otherwise, um, but uh, it's going to be leaving our department. Anyway. Okay. Okay. And uh, coming up today, uh, you have the wonderful opportunity. We're so glad to have you at Kiwanis today to speak uh, on behalf of a donation being made from Kiwanis to the Monmouth Fire Department. Tell us about that special that special donation. Right, yeah. Um, I, I recently was informed by you that uh, <laughs> we we're going to be receiving this uh, um, check from Kiwanis for, in memorial for uh, Shorty Evans. Um, I know he was a, a member of Kiwanis for a long time. Um, he was also on the uh, Monmouth Fire Department for a long time. I think he was on a total of 20, or excuse me, I think 30 years. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. 27 years. That sounds right, yeah. I, I think he was a volunteer for about three years, and then uh, the rest of the time he was um, actually on the on the fire department. And so um, we're very happy to have that uh, money being donated towards this, the fire department. Um, Shorty was an outstanding person. I only knew him in pretty limited capacity um, from being on the pension board and things like that. Obviously, I didn't. Uh, get the opportunity to work with him. <laughs> He'd retired long ago, but um, you know, a lot of us knew him just from being on the pension board. Uh, I think he served on the pension board for about t- twenty years. Yeah, I, would, I actually I would was think. on the pension board with him, so yeah, yeah. and yeah, he so was a great guy. Um, he he was an outstanding person, and uh, you know, um, he always came up to me, and he always he'd always ask me if the, if the guys were behaving themselves at the fire station, <laughs> so, <laughs> which we weren't. Yeah, the answer is no. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but. Uh, no, he he was uh, he, he worked hard. Uh, he loved his community, and uh, you know he he was just a great person all around. And uh, we're very happy to have that uh, donated in his name. And uh, you know, uh, when we get things donated like that um, at the fire department for uh, firefighters that have passed on, we've uh, we usually try to do something that's going to be a little permanent at the fire department to remember them by. And so. Um, what I've been thinking is trying to do some kind of signage out in the front of the uh, fire station. You know, maybe at a block or a brick or something like that, just to make sure it's going to be around for a long, long time. So, um, again, I just can't say enough about Shorty, and, uh, you know, we appreciate the uh, the donation. Sure. And uh, we'll get a picture of all that uh, today, too, and get that up on our website uh, as well. So, 
uh, anyway, uh, this is what our civic organizations do. This is how it works to take care of community and to, to love and honor and remember people. Right, right. And between the guy, I know the Cubanas, the Lions, and the Rotary, Rotary they, all, yeah. they all do very well with uh, helping out around the community. We're very, very fortunate. What else do you have for us today, Chief Rexra? Um, you know, something I did recently, uh, just a quick tip, I guess, is I cleaned out my own dryer vent in my house. <laughs> well, it's about time. <laughs> yeah. We had to replace our dryer because our, our dryer went bad. And, sure. uh, um, and so I, well, at the same time, I thought, well, I'll, I'll just clean out my dryer vent. That'll probably help out uh, getting, you know, drying the clothes quicker and a lot of more ventilation through the dryer and stuff. And I, I could not believe all the lint that came out of my dryer. Of course, I'm a family of five and I do probably laundry twice a day. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I couldn't believe all the dryer, uh, the lint that came out of our vents. And, uh, you know, a lot of times we respond to houses for um, for a hot smell or for something burning in that vent. Because yeah. uh, that lint is, uh, you know, it catches on fire very, very easily if it gets hot enough. And, uh, you know, I just want to remind people there are easy ways you can hire people to come and clean out that vent. They also sell kits at the hardware stores like Menards or Lowe's and things like that to clean out your dryer vents. And uh, you can do it yourself, um, you know, if you, if you got the know-how and the tools, uh, which it doesn't take much. But, uh, you know, I would really highly advise cleaning out your dryer vents. Okay. Run down to People's Do-It Center and talk to Steve and see if he's got the kits yep. there. To, yeah, I'm sure um, he'd be able to help you out. Yeah, you see that on Facebook a lot. Um, you hear about uh, somebody will say, hey, check your vent. I had no idea. I, I grew up, my mom always told me, don't ever dry clothes when you're not home. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah, don't even dry them. Just yeah, and then the, we worry about that a lot as people turn on the dryer and then leave, and then you come back to a smoky house or, or you know, somebody else, you know, sees a fire at your house, which is even worse because it's had time to grow. And so, um, yeah, I would, I would advise that. To, you know, it's it's a probably be on the extra safe side yeah. to, to not drive clothes when you're not home, but uh, it doesn't hurt, right? So right, Yeah, it's just everybody's got their own way of doing things and yeah i just remember growing up I, that's what my mom always said to, yeah don't don't run the dryer when you're not home <laughs> there's worse <laughs> advice <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i i believe a neighbor had actually had a fire and it it uh took down part of a wall mm -hmm. um it but i can't it's been so long ago I'm getting older now guys it's hard to remember everything oh, i hear you <laughs> please remember some advice <laughs> Anything else that you guys have for us for this month of uh, August? We do have uh, smoke detector stuff still going on. You know, again, contact us at 734-8428 uh, to set up an appointment. If anybody needs smoke detectors out there, we've worked with the Red Cross yesterday, and they're, they're going to provide us with detectors as well. So we've got them coming in from two different places now. So we've, we're, we've got a plentiful amount, an endless amount, basically. So um, really, you know, there's really no, ex no excuse not to have, have them in your house because, you know, we'll put them in. We will service them. We'll take care of them. Nice. Um, if, there's a, if you're having an issue with some that are already in your house, we'll come and look at them, whether you put them in. It doesn't matter. Any questions you have about CO detectors, smoke detectors, things like that, contact us we'll send a crew out we'll figure it out and we'll get we'll get you set up with new ones we'll figure out what's wrong with yours you know there's battery problem or you know if if there is a, a smell in the house or co in the house whatever it is we'll solve the problem and we'll be more than happy to 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 fix you up one way or the other to make sure you're up and going that's a good deal right there and last month you told us about your diabetic training any other training that's gone on here in the last month we've got uh this month we've got uh with firewise we're doing uh pump training and water supply training which basically is working with um the guys as far as like hooking up and preparing to fight the fire so whether that's hooking up the hydrants or pumping off the trucks themselves um we have uh 
some newer guys, one, one especially is like a little over a year, and he just came back from fire apparatus engineer school, so he's kind of hot and heavy on it. But, again, time is what teaches you the best, and so we've got a lot of guys, you know. And, and again, it's like anything. Um, you know, if we're in Detroit, we're fighting fires every night, you know. So, I mean, here they're not as common, which is nice. I mean, obviously we don't want fires every night, but, again, that's why we train, so to be sharp. So um, that's one of the things we're working on this month to hopefully uh, – get everybody, you know, just make sure we're all, all up to par on their, on their skills and, and, uh, you know, hooking up the hydrants and everything. And it's just good. It's good for the trucks to exercise them that way. And then, you know, of course the hydrants too. So. Yeah. I also wanted to mention that, uh, we recently had a, one of our firefighters is Tyler Osborne. Mm-hmm. Um, he, uh, actually went to Galesburg and went to a grain bin rescue operations class. And, uh, he spoke very highly of this class. He was, you know, with a lot of people from the Galesburg area and, um, uh, I think their farm bureau over there in, in mm-hmm. Knox had something to do with putting this on, um, which is a very good thing. But the, uh, that, you know, that's something we always think about in our community. Not not so much in Monmouth. I know we have very few grain bins actually in Monmouth, uh, but there are a few. Um, but um, you know, we, if there's something going on in, in the area, um, grain bin rescue and things like that, uh, there's a good chance that we may be called uh, to help out with that because that is a large operation to rescue somebody uh, from a grain bin to do it safely. Um, so, um, you know, we, we were hoping to get uh, maybe a class to our area in the future uh, for this grain bin operations or, you know, maybe send more people away to this class because mm-hmm. Tyler spoke very high of, highly of it, um, said it was a very good class. He, he's, you know, very excited about it. Uh, and, uh, you know, we were hoping to kind of increase our, our uh, I guess, awareness of that in, around the area and, uh, and hopefully get some more training on that in the future. Us being an ag station, we, we hear about grain bin safety, uh, you know, especially it's coming up because our, our harvest will be upon us before we know it. And uh, unfortunately, we, we've heard of grain bin uh, tragedies. So it's good that you guys are able to get that training and, and trying to recommend to do more training uh, around the area. Yeah. Because if you know, get the opportunity um, to help another department or one of our volunteer, you know, fire departments out in the county. Uh, the more people that know how to how to act quickly and uh, help the situation will be huge and vital to saving someone's life. Right. Yeah. And we, we actually do have several other people on our fire department. I think uh, the crap, excuse me, Captain Kozad did go to a class too, yeah. along with a few other people. It's been a while back, but yeah. Yeah. yeah and so we, we do have a, a, a several people in the department that are trained in that. And, uh, you know, we're looking to build our, our equipment inventory and things like that uh, to try to uh, uh, just get our more get a more response ready from the Monmouth Fire Department standpoint anyway, so uh, we could help out in that kind of a situation. The okay. good thing is whenever we have somebody that goes to training like that, they can bring it back, and, you know, we may not necessarily be certified in it like they are, but they can bring the information back. So then if we go to call or even through training in our own department, they're able to share the the tricks and the tips and things they learn, whether it's extrication or grain bin or whatever, so we can all be on top of the game, you know what I mean, and working together. They don't just keep that information to themselves, you know what I mean, so it spreads it out, and that's always nice, and that's why, like, the diversity of our fire department, we have so many guys trained in so many different facets. And, right. And a lot of overlapping, too. A lot of us have the same training, but it's just nice when even, you know, as I said, uh, Wes that just got back from Academy a year ago or whatever, he's got the latest and greatest information, you know, me being there 17 years ago, you know, it's they have new stuff. It changes all the time. So he's like, well, they're actually saying this now, you know, and it's like, oh, I didn't know that. You know what I mean? So we constantly are trying to change with the times, and that's sure. always nice. So, Okay. 
Gentlemen, thank you very much. I've got to leave some room for the police chief. He's next. Yeah, how much? Right. Two minutes? One minute? <laughs> <laughs> he is on the way. No, thank you guys very much for being in here and keeping us updated. We'll talk to you again next month. Sounds good. Sounds good. That is Captain Craig Kozad and Chief uh, Casey Rexrote with our Monmouth Fire Department on 1330 WRAM and FM 94.